Tyson. Welcome to the Hilltops podcast from the Hilltop. Thank you for being here. I'm Olivia Green, the multimedia editor with a weekly roundup to keep you up to date with all the latest news and campus happenings. This week, updates on WNBA star Brittany Griner, Bison Sports. But first, we're going to take a look at where things stand just a few days before the 2022 midterm elections as voting day quickly approaches. So let's get into the news. Voting day is November 8th, Bison. That's really soon, and there's a lot at stake for these midterm races. Control of the House and Senate will be decided, as well as the governors in 36 states. The Hilltop reported this week that many believe that the Democrats' momentum has stalled recently, but some of the latest data has shown some positive signs for the party. National polling has also tightened across individual races for a generic ballot between the Democrats and Republicans. Which party will be able to claim a major victory? Now, that question still remains unclear, but seats in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Florida, Nevada, Wisconsin, and Ohio are highly important. According to the most recent polling conducted by the New York Times and Siena College, up to 44% of those surveyed said that inflation and the economy are their biggest issues, up from 36% in July. And although this survey showed Republicans leading in public favor, additional voting data by Democratic political data firm Target Early showed that about 10 million Democrats have cast their ballots or requested early absentee ballots compared to 8 million Republicans. Another poll from Harvard University shows that 40% of voters ages 18 through 29 definitely plan to vote in these midterms, which is on track to match or even exceed the record-breaking turnout in 2018. The study also found that over half of these young voters support Democrats' control of Congress, and their other main issues of concern are inflation, abortion, protecting democracy, and climate change. Joining me now is our current HUSA president, Jordan Allen, a senior marketing major and political science minor. There's all of this discourse about the state of our democracy right now and a lot of disillusionment and dissatisfaction from young people. So I'm just curious about, first, what, what do you think right now about the state of our democracy, not only as somebody studying political science, but as somebody in a leadership position kind of over a large group of people who are, you know, undoubtedly going to be affected by what's happening in this election cycle? Right. I think that it's really important, especially when you look at what's actually occurring in the state of our union. So, for example, when you take over the summer when Roe versus Wade was overturned by Dobbs versus Jackson, and we had the opportunity to go to the White House to speak to Vice President Kamala Harris, and I presented a speech where my concerns were more focused on if you can overturn something like Roe v. Wade, what else can you overturn? And so when I think about the state of the democracy and also when it comes to the midterm elections, we have to keep in mind how there are certain decisions that can actually push back all of the progress that we've made. And so when we talk about the midterm elections, it's about putting people in the right positions to protect all of the work that has been done, not just for our community, but all communities who are disenfranchised. And I would just say, I see that when it comes to turnout, my first example of that was just here at Howard University. So obviously our student government is a much smaller simulation of the real world. And I never realized the lack of turnout until I saw our elections. 
and the lack of turnout that we receive even on campus. And when you think about it, it's easier to vote on campus than it is, you know, in the real world. You have to go to the poll, you can mail in your ballot, but here on campus, all you have to do is open up Bison Web. And when we look at our voter, voter turnout, which in the past has been, well, this past year, we had a, a larger turnout. I'd say we had about 3,000 students, but when you compare that to our 13,000 student population, you're allowing such a small group of students to determine who holds positions. Is there anything that, um, that HUSA is doing specifically, one, to encourage voter efficacy on campus for, you know, campus positions, but also nationally. Yeah, of course. So um, we just had a partnership. I'm forgetting the name of the organization, but I can give it to you afterwards. One about increasing the amount of female students on campus who are running for office. So the percentages are there. Um, there should be a majority of women in positions. And so um, a past USA president actually came back and they're doing a conference on how they can encourage women, not just women on our campus, not just to run for political offices after they graduate, but also while they're on campus. So that's what we're trying to do to increase the amount of engagement on campus when it comes for running for different positions, but also our special projects and programs department, which is headed by Havlin Felder, they will be doing a panel with political officials um, around the midterm elections, why it's important, but also after how to engage, how to engage with people once they are elected into office. So once we figure out who the winners are, we're going to bring some of them to campus, have a conversation with them, one about what they're doing for us, but also how we can engage. And then the last thing that I would say that we're doing is is a huge election around the ANC, the Advisory Neighborhood Committee, and they make a lot of decisions on how fast we can build dorms, where we can build dorms, um, what that looks like for us building community around Howard. And so we've been having a lot of conversations with, with people who are running for those positions, but also working on putting Howard students up for those positions so that they can actually advocate for Howard University students. If there's anything that we didn't talk about that you think is important for people to hear about the midterms and what's at stake, um, feel free to say it here. <laughs> Yeah, of course. I mean, I think that there's a lot at stake, especially when you talk about an institution like Howard University, where a lot of our funding, a good percentage of it comes from Congress. And so the makeup of Congress is so important when we talk about the relationship that Howard University has with the Hill, that determines the allocation that we receive annually. And so I would just say, you know, if you're a Howard student and you're wondering why we don't have certain resources or um, why the building looks old, why have we not renovated X, Y, and Z, I would like for you to tap into what that vote actually means um, when it comes to changing the demographics of the Hill or the threat to it changing, right? So we can gain seats or we can lose seats, and that ultimately affects our federal appropriation that we receive annually. And so if you don't want to vote for yourself, you should definitely just go ahead and vote for Howard. Thank you, Jordan. Make sure to check out the full article on thehilltoponline.com. Staff writer Jason Ponterado does a great job of breaking down some of the races. If you need more information about how, when, or where to vote, I recommend heading to rockthevote.org. Just click on your state for more information.
A Russian regional court rejected WNBA champion Brittany Griner's appeal against her nine-and-a-half-year prison sentence on drug charges. The October 25th decision was in response to Griner being detained after Russian Federal Customs Service claimed it found about 0.7 grams of cannabis oil in her luggage at an airport near Moscow. Now, the U.S. government considered the sentence to be unreasonable, considering that others have been given less time for more severe crimes. The Hilltop reported that Jake Sullivan, U.S. National Security Advisor, reinforced the appeal proceedings as a, quote, sham. Regardless of her status, Griner has maintained her stance since she was detained in August. During her testimony, she reiterated the mistake in breaking Russian law and spoke about her emotional distress. And while the appeal was not granted, the court did grant a minor shift in the sentence by not disqualifying her eight months in pretrial detention. So essentially, Griner will serve closer to eight years in prison after being sentenced in August following a guilty plea in July. So the Russian government has been pretty numb to activists and their unrelenting pursuit to bring the Phoenix Mercury star home. But people here, including coaches and fans, continue to advocate for Griner. To read more about what some of them have to say, check out the full story at (laughs) thehilltoponline.com. In Bison sports this week, the Howard's men basketball team played and won its first exhibition game hosting Bowie State University. The final score was 114-75, to and Jordan Woods led the way in scoring with 24 points. Steve Settle contributed another 20, and the team was also able to get scores from their bench unit with freshman Shai Odom scoring and Ose Okojie scoring 15 and 14 points, respectively. For Okojie, a freshman, it was his very first game in a Howard uniform. Exhibition games are just a warm-up, though, and the team is set to take on Kentucky in its first official game on November 7th. Good luck, Bison, and have a great season. That's all from me, Bison. Thanks for listening to the Hill Talks podcast, your weekly roundup of everything happening at Howard sincerely the hilltop make sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today i hope you all have a great week and until next time don't forget to vote i'm olivia green in truth and service